Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Just add water, Chris. <laughs> Good morning. Good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We're streaming live on YouTube. Y'all know it's Wednesday. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Yes, indeed, it's Wednesday. That means we are turning the page to the next opponent, and that opponent is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to need my Cowboys to head on down to Miami and become the cocaine Cowboys. We got to have that Griselda Blanco Black Widow energy down there in Miami. I'm just saying. Can't be down this soft. No, 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 sir. What's up? So we're going to talk about... Cowboys defense against that prolific, dynamic, electric, explosive, whatever, you know, verb, adjective, whatever you want to call it, of the Miami Dolphins. And doing so with my guy, my brother from another, Akoi, yay, media, Cowboys Nation. But before we get into all that, man, welcome, Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! I feel like today it shouldn't be the Archer, it should be the... Shouts out to Drew Lock, man. Hold it down for us. Shouts out to Drew Lock. And shouts out to, I said, like my guy, Koye Me. Let's bring him on in. What's good, bro? How you doing this morning? What up, Brody? How you, man? I'm he good, said bro. Cocaine Cowboys. I started cracking up. I said, oh, yeah. You, I already he know you know about bro. Cocaine Cowboys. I ain't got yeah, to say I ain't got to say that. Hold on, hold on. How you know? Come on, man. What do that even mean? <laughs> Koye. We, look, see what y'all hey. don't know. Okoye, Okoye, Okoye would send me a, uh, no, not like that. <laughs> not like that. Like, I know you know about the cocaine. Like, God damn. Teach about Hold the dope gang. You know what I mean? Okay. So, What's so then, God trying to say, now, man? The cocaine's dang. happening. When does crack, now, so the cocaine's happening. When does that crack come into play for you? Tell us, Okoye. When was you out there slang? Come on. I, yeah. I, I promise you, I, I'm not an informant. No, sir. I'm, I'm, we good here. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Koye, like, what's that? What's the pottery yeah. substance? I don't know what you're talking about. That's flour. What are you talking like about? Like Coke. Look like fucking LeBron talking about <laughs> Coke. Like, what? Like, no. <laughs> what See, Coke? Which I don't know is Damn. about Funny, like man. every other week, Koye, was, he'll shoot me something on Instagram, right? And, and I don't know. Uh, you the, might do, want to watch this. Do I got the music yeah. in the background? On this yeah. day, 1984. Yeah. Conspiracy yeah. then. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me go ahead and search this on YouTube and I just it get in my bag. Shit, Yo, it'd be some real stuff, man. Be some real yeah. That's how I know you know, though, Okoye. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you know into the documentaries like me, man. I ain't driving this to no I ain't know what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I drive this to myself. <laughs> you sure did. Damn. <laughs> What's good though with you, dog? Oil, like like Chappelle. He said, "Oil, what oil? Bitch, you cooking?" 
Yeah, man. I'm out. Man. Anyway, man, we done starting off the show a while. What's good funny, with you, fam? Man. Damn, I'm good, man. I'm happy, man. I'm glad we can bring the show man. in with a laugh, you know, because yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's going to get real serious down there in Miami. You know, what did yeah, you call that is. offense? Oh, motion sickness, man. Motion it's, sickness. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter how well you communicate. It's like uh, they're going to confuse it. They're going to frustrate you. They're going to stress it out, especially with their motions because they do multiple motions. Most times they're throwing. I, I do. They do have a pattern, though. There's multiple motions when they're throwing. It's usually one oh, motion yeah. when they're running. They yeah, were, that's, multiple that's throw, one motion running. According to me, that. bro, you're, you're like you're, you're like a human. You're like a human computer because you're right. There is a pattern, and I'm gonna wait for you to say it, and I'll give the exact number because you know you come with the analysis, and I got the numbers right behind oh, you yeah, to back you, it up. Yeah, you, you, I got yeah. you. I got. I don't you. know the numbers. I just know I see. It. I know. You know, you, I know. You like, no, this is what you're looking at. But that's like, what's well, dope. Yeah, is that that's you, what you, you see it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but before sure. we get into breaking down all. I've been having this conversation since Monday. I actually was having it last week, Koye. Um, the importance of, of of winning one of these games, which when I say one of these games, I was talking about Buffalo and I was talking about Miami. I felt like inside yeah. that locker room, the Cowboys needed to be able to come away with, we would hope both of these victories in Buffalo and Miami, but at the very least one heading to the playoffs because it looks like you're yeah. potentially going to be playing on the road. Well, we'll see. We'll see because Philly keep dropping <laughs> games. <laughs> But you, you won't have home field advantage. So I was yeah. just like, man, Cowboys need to to get a confidence booster beating a quality team on the road. Didn't happen mm -hmm. last week on Sunday. You did a fantastic breakdown real quick um, on the defense struggling in Buffalo. If you guys didn't get a chance Thank to you. check that out, bro. I mean, when Okoye get passionate about, about what he's seeing uh, on the film, bro, it, it, it yeah. go crazy. But, yeah, if you want to kind of briefly talk about some of the things you mentioned with the defense in yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and it's it's hard. You notice I haven't done a lot of defensive breakdowns this season because it's schematically or philosophically, I do have some issues with it. But it's one, it's hard to talk about when you're blowing teams out because nobody will listen or believe what you're saying. But two, um, it's hard to talk about players that you like. You can like a player and what they stand for and how they play but not like how they're being used. Mm. So I try to I try to temper how I criticize because there's a difference between me not liking certain players, right? And then me not liking how our players use it. And uh, the way our linebacker core and personnel has been used this season, to me, is a head scratcher uh, due to the fact that um, we ask our linebackers to actually play hero ball, if you will, you know, because we're not, we're not, we're not setting edges and playing like a stagnant calm defense everybody's playing like their hair is on fire we're a high pursuit team but when you have undersized linebackers that have to deal with a line like buffalo at that yeah that's uh that's you know headstrong on running and then you know the penalties and some of the things that put us behind made it so that you know you're not getting like some window dressing runs and then you know dealing with the pass which is okay for us but you're getting heavy run and when we we didn't have an answer for heavy run and having a guy out there that we argue all the time is either 205, 210, and then another guy out there who's really still in his rookie year in Clark. He's still in his rookie year. He just he didn't play his first game until October of last season. So he he just passed, he's just passed rookie as far as experience on the field. You know, so that to me wasn't the answer when you have two first round draft picks on the team that are linebackers and either Micah or Evans. And, you know, when I see that 
and I watched some of the things that we were doing, it, it kind of ticked me off. A lot of people were coming at the defensive tackles. I'm like, the, the, the defensive line was the only – well, defensive line and secondary were the only spots that I looked at were like, they're not – doing a bad job like when i look at a safety miss a tackle in open space i look at how he got in open space you know mm -hmm. so i'm not really mad at wanye for missing some of those tackles out in space he was actually one of the only ones flying to the ball and then up front you know if you're soaking up a double team but not making the tackle or not making the play that's that's what you're doing it for you're doing it so that your linebackers can make those plays and if you're going to funnel everything to linebackers from a run perspective uh, they have to be able to be stout, get rid of their guys, and still make plays. And we didn't see that last week. And uh, there was no counter for that last week. That was intentional. And yeah. when I say intentional, I mean you watched Evans get in his first snap, tackle for only tackle for loss, I think, by a linebacker, jumped in there, tackle for loss on goal line. I said, okay. Hill. And then they take him off the field. And, I'm like, and we go back to getting ran through. And if um, – and if you're going to say Bell and those guys are in there for coverage, then I shouldn't see Cooks routing those guys up too. He was routing them up and running through them. So either way, it's no it's no reason or rhyme or reason for why they they were you know asked to play the way they were playing. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think the answer in the presser was what what you saw yesterday was me responding to the presser. It wasn't the game because I'm like oh I wasn't that mad at the game. I said they just they beat us bad you know but i looked at the penalties as the reason when i watched schematically what was going on and his answer for that if it was hey that's on me hey uh yeah i got to do a better job of uh, changing personnel putting these guys in position to make Didn't plays say none of okay that. i can live with that when you say our guys just weren't making tackles i say oh hell no we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that yeah so i mean now i gotta, look, I gotta talk yeah a, two, a 205 pound linebacker having to deal with you know, linemen coming at him all day. It's going to be tough, you know, to make tackles. Yeah. And, and look, yeah, he needed to play better. Clark and Bell yeah. and Curse, they did not play well against the run. There's no denying no. that, right? But no, like like you just said, like how do you counter that? One of the things that got brought up, you you mentioned it in your breakdown. Um, they talked about it yesterday. We talked about it here on the show was they kept getting taken advantage of in that small, big nickel set. It sounds crazy, oxymoron saying small, big. But it small, was. Big. It was it, it's, yeah. a, it's a small set, but it's big nickel. And they will yeah. come out in a heavier set and run on yeah. you. So they asked Dan about that, right? Dan right. said, well, we decide what our counter or what our answer to that was, we come out in a five-man front. And what you said in your breakdown just now was, well, that five-man front is designed to funnel it to your linebacker. And they were funneling it to who? Marquise Bell. Yeah. He's not yeah. really – I mean, I don't, I don't think scared. people they're, understand. They're target. They want – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go I ahead. don't think Finish people that. understand, bro. That, that Marquise Bell just started playing back. Yes, we get excited when he makes plays and things like that. But when teams are deliberately saying, we're going to run at you, he is still – he said it in like week three or whatever it was. Hey, I'm still learning run fits. And you could mm -hmm. see that, not just from him. You saw it from Curse being undisciplined with his run fits. We, we talked about Illuminati chat where we think that, you know, Malik Hooker, we'll talk about him in a second too. It, he's really good coming down the alley. We talk about linebackers that understand he's still learning the backup position. You talk about yeah. Clark being, you know, still young. He's still technically a rookie in games played per se, or a little, a little yeah. bit more than a rookie yeah. in games played. So is, so is Bell, really? Oh yeah, Bell's just learning. He's a rookie. The position. He was red shirted last year. Yeah, he was red shirted last year. He was a safety last year. Now yep. this this season he became a linebacker. So he's True. a rookie two times over. Even if he was playing safety, he's a rookie to me. And then you get the one guy who you brought up. If you go watch, I know it was only a few snaps, and not all of them were great, but there were a few where 
in Rashad Evans. You you saw mm-hmm. him do linebacker things and, and he, that's and he all made I some see. plays, man. So yeah. yeah, that 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 second unit and, and particularly one guy in the third unit. I mean, yeah, YA missed a tackle, but YA was you said it in your breakdown. He was the one coming down there with force. Yeah. Wanye was one him and him and D Law were playing like their hair was on fire. And I yep. would say Evans, but he didn't get enough time. But for him to have three tackles, three tackles in that game, uh, and uh, one ta- one tackle for loss off three tackles or four tackles, and with the playing time that he had was crazy. I'm like, he would have this would have been a 12, 15 tackle game for Evans uh, if he played. You know what I mean? Because he had three and he got he was only in on maybe five plays, maybe six. That's it. So he was highly productive in that game. But the 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 thing that you know kind of. Uh, ticked me off though was the fact that like you said if you're a linebacker and you remember martellus Bennett said i want i want linebackers that eat with their hands you know i want barbarians you know what i mean if your linebacker is the guy that the running back who's not even a bruising back is looking for i mean targeting that's bad you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's not there's no way you could say that's good no nobody's ever looked at Ray Lewis or uh, Rolando McClain, I just <laughs> shit or, or uh, you know what's his name, Roquan Sean Smith. Lee. You know none of those guys. Shit, Roy Williams. Nobody's like, hey, let me find this guy and run at him. That does not happen. And uh, you saw them isoing Bell. They were just saying, we we'll run right at. They were running right at him. And uh, that's that should never happen if you're a linebacker in this league. Now, I get it on third downs. You get caught with a screen or a draw and you have your small package out there, pause, but you have them out there. I get that, you know, if that's what's happening because they caught you, you know, in a pass look because they came out in a pass look and ran. But when they're coming out with 12 and 13 personnel and you're still coming out with six, only six up front, maybe even seven, but they're light. It doesn't matter that you have those guys near the line of scrimmage. When you have this is what your array looks like. You got Clark and then Bell on one side, Wilson on the other, or some curse in there. Nobody, no matter where you look, all they were deciding to do to us is say, we're going to run away from whatever side D Law is on. We're not running at D Law. We're going to run at Micah Parsons and we're going to run at whoever the opposite edge of D Law is, no matter what. We're going to run at Osa if we can double team Osa and get some push there. And uh, then we're going to try to get our, our, our hands on the second level. And they were able to do that every time because they were we weren't giving them any help. If you have an anchor, and I used to see this with uh, Pernell McPhee. Pernell McPhee and D-Law run fits remind me of each other. Pernell, if anyone who doesn't know who Pernell McPhee is, he's a, a defensive end, outside linebacker for Baltimore, Chicago. But one of the best run stop and defensive ends I've seen in recent years, not named Demarcus Lawrence. When, what they used to do with him is they would tilt the line away from him, meaning everybody's moving away from him. I mean, he's isolated over there. So they're kind of like making it sweet and hunt, like hot, like go there, go that way. You know what I mean? And then they would tilt the defense the opposite way. So you have numbers one side, even if you're small, you have numbers to one side, meaning you run over here, we have leverage, we have more men than you have defensively. You run over there, you have to deal with him. We didn't do any of that. We, were, we had D-Law next to Mozzie. Okay, that those two are, you know, that's a that's that's a force that you don't want to have to run at. Then on the other side, you'd have Micah Parsons and Osa. Of course, they're running that way. And defensively, whether you're on the field instinctively or defensive coordinator wise, you got to know that they're definitely not going to run that way. Right. So 
numbers should go to the side to the weak side and they didn't do that they would have numbers to demarcus lawrence's side and mozzie's side and they don't need the help shift the opposite way like it just to me that was if it wasn't common sense in the beginning of the game it should have been common sense as the game went on because you can clearly see what they're doing and we never did any of that nothing and i'm like and then we were still coming out those two long runs for touchdowns we were in six man fronts against seven and sometimes yeah seven men seven seven blockers right they'll have 12 personnel you know they'll have sometimes they have 12 person 13 person they have a fullback back there and the fullback will be spread out hot or or wing you know and i'm like how are you not seeing this and the play in particular that i'm talking about i know you watched it you had curse on the field one side with that fullback that was on the wing curse you know gets blocked by the fullback doesn't get rid of him then the opposite side of the field you have um um clark playing that outside linebacker role on a tackle number 73 takes him 20 yards up the field and pancakes him uh, and breaks it breaks him too hurts him uh, and then you see bell in the middle of the field get reach blocked and then also pushed all the way out of view i couldn't even see him anymore he was gone so that is those are your three linebackers on that play after you see that to run out there with those three again and the only reason Evans even got in was because Clark got Hurt. ripped apart. <laughs> Other mm-hmm. than that, he wouldn't have got in. So to see that and still not put Evans in the game is, to me, is stubbornness. To see, and I, I brought this up, and I know it has nothing to do with this particular, or it does have something to do with this game, because another thing that happened in the secondary that I didn't like was the play that you saw, the P.I., after the no no timeout, right? After the no timeout. Where McCarthy, this one's on McCarthy. He didn't call timeout off that forced fumble. Shout out to Bell. He's very good at punching the ball out. I think that's like his fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth forced fumble this season. He did pretty good though. But shout out to Bell. That was a great play, right? Great play. Should have got that 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 um that fumble. But Mozzie gets his first sack right after that. We're second and 19. You have single, and this wasn't second and 19 hurry up offense where you get caught in a look you don't like and hey, you gotta gotta run with it. You called a play where curse is single high safety. I can't make this up. Curse is single high safety. So I do have an issue with this. And I said it has nothing to do with this game, but it does. Izzy Mukwamu and uh, Wayne Thomas, right? Wayne Thomas played a lot this game. I'm happy he did, but it was only because Hooker's hurt. But Izzy Mukwamu showing us what he showed us in the playoffs last year and not getting ticked is almost as curious, I would say, because it doesn't frustrate me, but I have questions. It's almost as curious as Evans not playing as well, right? Because in that situation where you saw that P.I., Curse blows the guy up. But I showed this several times. If Curse just plays the ball instead of the man, instead of trying to kill this guy, he gets an easy interception. It's right. They threw the ball straight to him. He just ran past the ball and launches into the the guy. You You could say it's a bad call, whatever. I don't care. It's not Curse's fault. Shouldn't be there. Yeah, play the ball, you get a pick. Play the man, you know, you didn't have to hit him. You knew the ball already passed him because it went right over your head because you ran past the marker where the ball would have been. Hooker catches that. I think Izzy catches that. I think Wanya catches that because the ball was thrown straight. Those were one of those easy overthrow interceptions, like the one I think Dak threw where, you know, he jumps and he throws the ball over Cooks. That was one of those type of plays where – the guy wasn't going to catch the ball anyway. You didn't need to blow him up. So I don't blame Curse for that play. I blame 
I blame uh, Dan, uh, Dan for Quinn him in that for situation. Why is he there in the first place? Sure, he's he's tightening the hips right now. He's he hasn't been showing that he can he can play sideline to sideline this season. He and he's never been a single high safety anyway. Yeah, it's not Tight. his game. It's not his you game. Know? And so, and you know this this team is going to have a different set of challenges against Miami. You know the, the linebackers, the safeties, everybody really. Uh, we'll, we'll break it all down, but just aesthetically looking at the offense. It reminds me, obviously, of San Francisco. And they might be the two most, to me, aesthetically pleasing offenses to study in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It, it just it just looks good. It's, it's modern, but they can also mix in some some power stuff. They can mix in some, um, some, some zone stuff. It's just a lot that they do. And uh, mm-hmm. when you dive into the numbers, we've been kind of jumping into the numbers a lot here of late, mm-hmm. we'll take a look at some of the things that they do that you probably saw on film that adds up. The first thing that comes to mind, you called it motion sickness. They are number one in the National Football League in motion. They, they motion over 80% of the time. So you're, you're going to see them do motion pretty much every single play, if we're being honest. Right. Every single play. The, the, yeah, the times I didn't play. notice it, Okoye was like towards the end of games where it got a little crunch time, it yeah, got a little they tight. They weren't really motioning as much. Um, they're number one in play action usage. So – they're going to run either an RPO or they're going to run some cool play action look. And, and a lot of the times it's going to be married to what their pass game looks like. It's, it's again, very much looks like San Francisco. Another thing that's a San Francisco, they are number one in 21 personnel usage. So they're going to use a whole lot of that fullback. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's, he's going to play roughly, you know, 17, 18, 20 snaps per game. And they'll, they'll dump the ball off to him. So you, you can't forget him. He's not, He's not the cat in San Francisco, uh, use check, but they're going to use him in that way and a throw out of it too, a lot. So you don't yeah. know. It looks like run, but nope, they're doing play action. They've got guys going all over the place, and they'll throw it. But if you come out there because of those weapons, if you come out there in, in a light box, they will run on your ass. They get the oh, yeah, fourth. They, they have the fourth highest busy. rate. The fourth highest rate of light box rushing attempts in the National Football League. And, of course, right? Of course, because they they got these guys on offense. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mozart, and Devon Devon A Chain, or is is it still A Chain? I know he's they've been switching his name up or whatever. But yeah. when you got Reek and you got Waddle out there, you you have to make a decision. And you know we play a lot of single high. Okoye, I'm I'm really nervous about it if they come out here and do single high stuff. I I don't think that's a good idea. Man, see, Scott, you, yo, listen, like, I, sometimes I mess with people. I, I, when I say mess with, I'm, I just don't want to curse and say, you know, F I, hey, look, but sometimes I mess with people because, um, you know, they, they, they energy cool. You know what I mean? We, we, we got the, you know, same type of uh, interest and shit like that, right? You one of those guys, man. Where it's like I told you, we started off debating and going back and forth because we, we are, we're similar in a lot of ways, but uh. Bro, man, when it comes to like pattern recognition on some real man, you catch things that uh, a lot of people, and I know it's a lot of people because it's even professional coaches who I see don't catch it. You catch things that a lot of people don't catch, man. You, you your pattern recognition skills is crazy, man. You because, you're uh, number one in that. That's on the film, though. Like what you just said is on the film. Like what you said, like don't you don't want to play with them single hop. Nah, bro. And, and teams <laughs> you don't want to play. You can't don't. win. It's not you're not gonna deal with that. You know, unless you're choosing, you're gonna single high one and you're covering only one guy, which is stay over top of Tyreek Hill single high. 
And I'm the about other to guy, Bland, is just asked to cover one on one. Maybe if Reek is out the game, yeah, maybe if Tyreek's out the game, and you say like you said, all right, I'm gonna I'm a shade towards Waddle or opposite, right? Waddle's out the game, I'm yeah. shade towards Reek, but they, they don't give you that opportunity. And you know, as we get into what they do offensively, more so from a pass game standpoint, to me, when I look at this, this is a I know this is going to sound cliche, timing-based mm-hmm. offense. All right, look, mm-hmm. everything technically has timing into it. But mm-hmm. this just seems like, like it's way more of a timing-based yeah. offense with elite window dressing pre- and post-snap. So what I mean by that is as soon as that back foot hits for, for Tua, he wants to get that rock out. The, mm-hmm. and, and you said it perfectly in how you describe um, – we were talking about Dak and whatnot. Like, Dak is, is diagnosing pre- and post-snap. He's moving safeties and linebackers with his eyes. He's moving yep. them with the, with the ball. McDaniels is doing that with the scheme. Like, yep, all this you. is happening with the scheme for you. We call you. him the, the air fryer. He's the air fryer the air coach. fryer. The air fryer of the coach. <laughs> all you got to do is put the food in there. It's going to come out good, man. Press the button. It's going to come out good. <laughs> Press the button. That's all Press you got to do, man. You're good to go. And yeah. that's what they have. They've, they've got, like, baked-in easy buttons that really might not yeah. seem easy from the naked eye because you have to yeah. make layered throws. Again, when we, when we hear about pre- precision – I'm sorry. When we hear about layered throws, we hear about anticipatory throws, we think San Francisco. Well, duh, Mike McDaniels comes from San Fran. He just brought it to go. Miami. And that's one thing I will give credit to, to Tua, right? Like, he is good at making those layer throws. He's an accurate thrower. And if he is on schedule, he'll hit it. If he if he yeah. gets to that back foot, there's not many quarterbacks that, if if he if, he, if it's there or slightly there, that are doing mm-hmm. it better than Tua off that right. back foot. He wants to throw it in that, that hole. He wants to needle it. He, want, he, he don't care. It might be yeah. a pick, but a lot of the times is is hitting. And I wanted to show this play. It's easy, yeah. I wanted to show this these actually two plays. Let me see here. Uh, boom, boom. Hopefully it works here for me. Wanted to show a couple plays here from the two games that I studied. I studied the uh, Titans game and I studied the Raiders game. By the way, I assume the Titans played good run defense on it. They ran for almost two hundred yards on the Titans. I, I and, and I will talk about that in a little bit. But anyway, this is one of the plays I wanted to show where, where teams are just not going to play a whole lot of single high unless it's out of cover three look. And that's what the mm-hmm. Titans do in this one. They disguise it. They come out, they change the pictures too high, and they're going to change it to a cover three match with that number mm-hmm. two wide receiver here in the slot um, matching. I think that is said. I think that's said Wilson, right? So mm-hmm. how are they going to counter this? Well, this is where they really want to get the shot at, in my opinion, the, the Miami Dolphins. They want to hit this. We call it the honey hole, sweet spot, thread the needle, whatever you want to call it. That's where they're trying to get that the ball at. And how do they do it? Pre-snap motion. We're going to motion out. Said Wilson at the snap. We know it's cover three match. These guys are going to uh, go back in their zones. This linebacker at the snap cheats up a little bit too much. They're going to run out 21. And I think this is Jalen Waddle right behind that. Soon as he cuts in and soon as Tua plants that foot, the ball is coming out right now for an easy catch, big play. I mean, and if you go look, this look, most teams you'll say, okay, this is an easy throw, but th- this is designed. This isn't Tua having to move nobody. And I'm gonna look stop at this you window. Again, man. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. not it's not the same game, but it's in uh, the Washington game. That same exact play is in the in the breakdown you're about to see. So you one hundred, you on point again. But go ahead. Oh, I'm go just team. I'm just saying. Same up, exact play. I'm throwing yeah. the alley for you a little the, bit later. Throwing yeah, the alley for skinny you. Skinny post with the hole with the flat. Like that same look is there, man. You good. 
Okay, but Sky, what happens if they, you know, if a team comes out and they say, all right, we're not going to play around with it. We're just going to drop everybody. They still mm-hmm. have answers, right? So in this game, mm-hmm. the the Raiders, who played them pretty well, they were having some Raiders success. Good, yeah. yeah, they were playing, having some success against them on the ground because they did a lot of rallying and tackling. And we'll talk about the edge defense. But on this play right here, they go four strong because the Raiders have been, they kind of been, even, they were equal with their numbers. What I mean by that is if, if you had three guys on one side, they have four over there, right? In this mm-hmm. case, the Raiders come out. Again, we're going to change the picture at the snap. We're going to rotate the safeties, kind of that three high, four underneath, cover three. This isn't really a match, though, at this time. And you're going to have these guys play their zones. Well, how do they match on this side? One, two, three, four. Four strong. And the way they do this, this is why Mike McDaniels is so damn good. He's going to cause a whole lot of confusion, man. He's going to mm-hmm. motion in the outside wide receiver, drop in the mm-hmm. middle to, 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 to make that linebacker squeeze, right? He's going to move this, this tight end out to the flat curl area, and he's going to also, just in case you don't bite, I'm going to go ahead and do a pop motion or send my uh, running back over there just to draw up that cornerback if I need to. And right behind all of that, guess who? (laughs) Tyreek Hill. As soon as my guy plants his foot, it's a wrap. Boom, it's out. And there it is. Yeah. You got no time to think. You got no time to think. And then it's Tyreek if you don't tackle is see a oh good night, Charlene. It's over. So it's yeah. it's really a timing based offense, Okoye, and it, mm-hmm. it's a really damn good timing based offense. And if you if you're not where you need to be, they will make you pay. Oh yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. The 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 fact that uh, they do a lot of the the left to right. I say they like to they like to get you going left to right so they can go north to south. You know what I mean? If you if you you can pick your poison though. If you choose to keep the lid on, they're gonna beat you going left to right. If you, you know, you try to come down and sit on everything and, and play tight, they're going to beat you north to south. So it's yeah. like you choose how you want to die, but it's it's definitely going to be uh, death you, in most cases. I feel like you got to you got to win at the line of scrimmage early. Right. Like you got to make to get off his spot. Yeah. man. If, 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 yeah, he's, if he's off his spot, you got a chance. Sure. You got to you got to infuriate to Tua, and then you have to your, your defense communication has to be like Ph.D. level. Because uh, Casey, Casey did a hell of a job, but they're a zone team. So it was like, I don't see us doing a lot of the things that they did. But they did a hell of a job because uh, you can tell they all knew what was going The secondary, anyway, all knew their assignments on most plays because those motions were freeing up a safety. That safety had now come down in the box. He's now going to be hot and uh, go after Tua. So that, and then those other, the, the other safe, that safety on the opposite side now replaces him yeah. in the corner opposite side now becomes the safety in their cover too. And then that, um, that linebacker or someone else will take the flat. And it was like, they're all, they all know this because it's not like that was the play that was called. They'll come out in one play. And then based on the motions, their KC's counter to that where it was, it was like, I don't even know what to call it, but it was just like a, it was like a combination zone where everyone kind of, you know, they have option option zone. So everybody has something, new to do based on a that certain alignment or alignment yeah. yeah like okay if he's here you're going and but you all have to be able to communicate at a high level to do that rc talked about that playing man yeah ryan clark talked about that in in dick lebeau's scheme and they had a ve- mm. they have a veteran secondary right with troy palomalu rc and a couple of these other guys where like you said the, here's the call but because we've played together we've we've seen things 
we know if the picture changes post snap, we don't even there's no communication. We know where to be. And and that's mm-hmm. probably why KC, you know, Spag's defense is different, I think, than our defense. I was gonna ask mm-hmm. you, because one of the things I noticed on film was that changing the picture, um, and I know it's, it looks like they changed the picture here, but they just did it with the safety, and it really wasn't a whole lot going on underneath. But changing the picture underneath mm-hmm. seems to work decently against against him. But do you see mm-hmm. the Cowboys, like Dan Quinn's defense, doing that at a consistent rate? I, I don't know that no. I see that. We don't do it. And when we played zone, we did it against uh, what, Byron Young. That's his name, right? Uh, Byron, uh, Carolina. Bryce, Young, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. Um, we did it against him, and he he made it look good for a drive anyway because uh, when we were trying to, like, play some of that surprise zone and just, you know, we, we, we our spacing isn't right and our timing isn't right and our communication isn't the same mm. because we don't play a lot of zones. So I think there's too much space and opportunity when we play zone, especially in the middle of the field. But it's there when we play man as well. The only difference is two ain't going to take off and run. But when you look at some of those fronts that we came out with, even in the last game against a quarterback that we knew would attack the middle of the field one way or the other, run or throw, uh, there was nobody in the middle of the field in some cases because we yeah. like to play man. So when they're running those motions, I, I don't see us switching. I don't see us, um, you know, trying to surprise them with zone unless we're like in the goal line or something like that or in the red zone. But um, yeah, I don't see that happening. I think okay. we're going to try to man up and, and dance with the girl who brung you. And that's going to be interesting to watch because uh, I don't know how well this team is a team that wants you in a cover one, cover three. Oh, look, my goodness. So you'll be in too high. They will move around to make you come down and bring a safety down. They do it on purpose or to, to show what that safety is doing. Philly tried he's to in do man that. Zone. Right. right. They try to so, bump out an extra yeah. guy and that's four guys over here. I need now your safety has to show if it's man or not. But they're not, you know, they're not Miami. So Yeah. They want you in single high, and that's where we like to be. So it's like, you know, who's gonna win that? I don't know. I do know though, the one thing that stands out to me is the fact that we're number one in pressures. And the one that's way you, you stop all this is get into his face. So if we can hit two early and often. If Michael Parsons is in there and in, in, in his face early and often, he ain't getting away from him. So um, that is the way to uh, beat this team. It's not you're not going to cover them to death. You're not going to just slow no. them down and have a and have them you know play a calm game. Hey, last you're going to have to get after it. We talked about hey, you can hit Josh Allen all day. He don't really care. He's a big country strong yeah. dude, whatever. Oh, two This is different. <laughs> this yeah, is different. You, I'm not saying I don't, I don't want him get hurt or get knocked out, but this is the type of dude you hit him <laughs> yeah. hard enough, he will get knocked out the game, or he'll fumble yeah. with the ball. I mean, it's this, like that's like that's like what uh police and, and and people in the military say. I didn't join up to kill anybody. Sure you did. Sure you did. <laughs> you know I don't want anybody to get hurt. Sure you don't. Sure you. This don't. is, but he, but this is proven. This is just what we've yeah. seen last yeah, like year and, and, and yeah. what we've seen this year. When you hit Tua, man, he he he'll drop the rock. You know he'll drop yeah. his eyes. He get a little yeah. funky, and he's just not yeah. big bodied enough to really take it all day. So you 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 have to be able to do it. And Mike knows yeah. this. Mike McDaniel's yeah. that's why he's trying to get the ball out fast. Why you think yeah. the Miami Dolphins are have the second most yards after catching the National Football League? Tua leads the league in in passing, right? But he has the twenty second most passing attempts, and that's because these dudes is just get the ball out and it's, and use your speed, boom, boom. They just use your speed, get the rock, and, and you're going for 60, 70, 80 yards. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, because we're talking about pass game, and, and for the most part, we usually feel good about our secondary, right? He, 
granted, this is a great team with great weapons, but our secondary really wasn't the issue coming out of that game. It was right. dealing with the run of Koye. Right. And the way Miami attacks you is going to be a little bit different than the way Buffalo is going to attack you. It's going to be very similar to how San Fran would attack very you. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Except, okay, don't don't kill me when I say this. Mm-hmm. Got to figure out how to say this correctly. So San Fran has Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Very good running back. Or maybe the best running back in the National Football League. Maybe. Tough, yeah. tough back to deal with. The Dolphins have two tough-ass backs to deal yeah. with. They have a dynamic duo back there with Raheem Moser and A-Chain, mm-hmm. and they they use them to perfection. And yes, they do. And Dan Quinn was asked about this, and this was Dan, Dan Quinn's kind of explanation on dealing with that run game. Yeah, I think um, there's a relentless nature in the way that they can attack an edge. And uh, I think – when you're going against a team that has very good speed, you really have to try to build a wall on the outside. Um, there's all sorts of weapons that they have, but the speed that you can use a running back from out of the backfield, in motion, use them in the backfield, in empty, and bring them back in quickly on jets, that's the type of speed that you better be prepared for laterally because if they can mm-hmm. get a crease, then they can turn it into vertically. So I think mm-hmm. uh, you know, for us going Damn. to love our, our, our hands full, knowing that we got to set edges and really do a great job of tracking the player when they're out, you know, on an outside run to make sure that outside run stays going laterally to the sideline and not where they're able to turn it up and use all that good speed that they both have. But uh, for years, I've been uh, impressed by Mostert. He's also has a violent nature about him. He can cut and plant, and he's just a physical finisher. So he definitely uh, has been somebody that's had my respect for a long time. Mm. He, he said it right in there. He talked about, you know, defending those edges, and, and boy, do they mm-hmm. ever – Attack the edges, 136 rush attempts off the edges, and they're averaging over five yards per carry, and they got 10 touchdowns out there. Just just to kind of give you a reference, they've got uh, almost 50 more attempts on the edges than the Cowboys do. So mm-hmm. that's that's a couple games worth <laughs> half a season. Styles make <laughs> fights too, man. You know, so, yeah. Styles make fights because we, we were just talking about the fact that the secondary, you know, they want you in cover one, and we play cover one. But uh, they want to run the edges, and we just so happen to be a team that struggles with stopping runs to the edges. So the style in this this game, you know, is is not doesn't look like it's tilted in our favor. But the good thing is, uh, if you look at this game and the way they like to play, if we can come out there, they'll show me something. If we can come out there and stop Miami's offense, or you know, surprise, change some things that surprise them. I yeah. would be highly impressed, yeah. and uh, I, I will feel a lot more confident going into the playoffs. So you're right about the confidence factor going into the playoffs and actually playing this game on the road as well, uh, this being a big game. But you're, but also from just a defensive perspective, if we're able to show some new wrinkle that creates some confusion for this team, yeah. I'd be impressed and surprised. I love that. I love that thought because I don't know that we've really seen like, oh man, this is this was this was different. This was new. I don't think we've seen that yet. And I think sometimes you do have to throw a certain team uh, a curveball. And and, and and this one specifically, you know, talking about the ground game, one of the things I noticed, you look at their offensive lines, kind of similar when I look at San Fran's. You don't see a bunch of Pro Bowlers, right? But right. one thing that they do really good, at least in the games I watch is, man, they get to that second level, and, and they can get out in space, and they know how to stick to these linebackers. And what did we just talk about with our linebackers? Mm-hmm. Our linebackers in this last game, they really couldn't, you know, figure it out at the second yeah. level. Uh, Miami, 
you know, they'll do these, I don't even know how to explain it, bro. They they, they have these weird kind of like yo-yo wind back type of, where, where they'll motion the running back, right? A motion them this way. And then at the snap, it's a counter. But at the same damn time, they got they got a linebacker or a tight end kind of doing a little whoop-de-doo circle thing. And he's he's now pulling and then the center's put. It's crazy. It's a bunch yeah, of craziness. Like a, they do loop, loop traps. Yeah. I call it like a loop trap. It's not a they're not coming across the line with a trap. They're going on an angle. So it's like he comes back across the quarterback on a 45 degree angle and, and traps the the end. Or sometimes they'll do it. I never seen that before, too. They'll, it's on the film, but they'll do it and they'll try to trap block the nose tackle. I'm like, <laughs> with a fullback or with the tight end. I'm like, this is, I never saw that. So they'll create like motion and they'll yeah. do a yo yo motion. And then that tight end now is the lead blocker going up the middle of the field, but it's like all off of emotion. I'm like, you can't anticipate, there's no way you can anticipate what they're doing. Even if you watch the film, you study their film, the, everything looks, some, some of the things look the same. So sometimes that tight end is hitting the edge and trapping the edge. Yeah. Sometimes he's lead blocking. You Sometimes he's staying front side where he, where he motioned to. You don't know what he's doing. So you can't just watch the film and say, oh, this motion is gonna be that. You can't tell. The closest I got to a pattern, like I said, was singular motion in a in a big formation is usually a run. Or I mean, sometimes you get a play action out of it, but it's usually a run. And if I see two or three motions in one play, where you know the wide receiver motions out and a tight end comes back across, they're usually throwing the ball. That's all. I. That's all. That's the closest I got to a pattern from those guys. No, other I, than that, and you're hard. right. They they, they 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 will throw out a motion damn near every time and. Obviously, if they're if they're motioning eighty some percent of the time, they also will run out of motion too. Uh, yeah. But but man, yeah, it, they they make it tough. And this is going to be a big game. We talked about it last week for Osa, but it's going to be a big game for the for the interior line to to really just be disruptive, so that mm-hmm. these linebackers can be clean because they're going to they're going to test your guys. He has a master degree. Mike McDaniel's has a master's degree. He got a master's degree. In he, he got a PhD. Black belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Six Sigma black belt. He got a black he belt. Yeah, He's got a crazy. black belt in creating leverage. Um, we always give Shanahan the credit, right? Right. But for years, nobody really understood. Behind all of that was Mike McDaniel's. He was the run game coordinator over there. So mm-hmm. th- this is why you know you, you may miss a, you may miss a, a guy that understands the position at linebacker because you can't get fooled with your eyes in this game. If you are if you misstep one time, that's all it takes to get sealed off. And Mike McDaniels has done, you know, an amazing job at doing that for this team. And I looked at A chain, bro. I mean, let me go look at this one more time, make sure. This ain't no typo. He has 72 carries, bro. He's averaging 8.5 yards per carry. <laughs> 8.5 yards per carry doesn't make any sense. No, and that's because he's a home run hitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I thought, and this is just being honest, man, I don't, I don't BS. I, I think offensively we, we give anybody trouble. But I thought when we looked at these two games that Buffalo would be the game and this one would be like we, we don't match up well defensively against them because the things they like to do are the thing. On every level of the offense are the things we struggle with. Motion, we struggle with motion. The only thing that we have that that they don't that we, that we struggle with that they don't have is a running quarterback. We do yeah. we don't like running quarterbacks, and they have a stationary quarterback. So that yeah. 
that is our our claim to fame in this game. We have to control the line of scrimmage and get in the backfield. But everything else they do, motion, um, that we like to play man. They they are they have a man killer scheme. You know what I mean? Uh, we don't guard the edges well. They run the edges more than anybody else in the league. So the things that they like to do offensively uh, scare the shit out of me in this game. And so, th- sure. like I said, this will be a game where uh, I'm very impressed and excited if we can come out here and not only just play well, but show some new wrinkles and, and show that we are actually scouting ourselves. Because if you're scouting yourself and you see, hey, these guys are, you know, this is what this is how we think a team may attack us then you know this will this will be that game that will show me that you are 100%. And let's yeah. go further into the film uh, to see exactly how Miami tax people uh with their guy Koye. So whenever you're ready man, fire it on um, up. Yes sir. Uh, I'm over here. Let me know if you guys can see that. Yes sir. You good to go? Yep. All right. Well, I, I put the run plays in here early. We talked about this uh, at length. You know, you see that singular motion uh, you have to, and, and Dan Quinn actually spoke on this. You have to create a wall out there. So edge control is the most important aspect of stopping the run for those guys because when you can cut these guys off with those edges rather than letting them get north to south, you don't have to worry about what your linebackers are doing because you know you, you you're creating an opportunity for them to counter. And when they're countering, uh, they're going to filter everything back to those linebackers and to those interior linemen, which I think interior linemen wise is our strength. So we want them countering. Look at Ridgeway too. That's that Dallas Cowboy product. But uh, when they're countering, oh, I actually want to. I actually want to talk about this place. So I'm going to pause it real quick. But when they're uh, when they're countering, they're filtering everything back inside. And I was saying we need to start doing this. But we, I mean, I don't know if we're going to put Evans in there or not. But we need to start funneling all the traffic to the center of the field and not letting guys pin us, uh, pin and trap us on the outside. And you can see what's, what 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 uh, KC did, what Washington did was we they made sure they either made made contain, uh, kept contained, or they just got up field on the outside to force the action back to the middle linebacker. I wanted to point this play out though because I just told you that they all sometimes do that uh, that trap block on the uh, on the nose tackle. See that yeah. there? Yep. Fullback right there trying to block back? the nose. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? But, uh, yeah, they funneled everything. To, uh, Casey funneled everything to their middle linebacker, and you can see that funnel right there. Like, you have nothing on the outside. They forced them to run everything inside. And I think if we have any chance of success against that type of speed, it's going to have to be this way. It's going to have to be done this way. You're going to cut everything off on the outside, make it so that they're hard-pressed. Because if you get pinned inside like this here, you can see, like, it's over for you. And this is, I think, Mosher doing it. If uh, A-Chain gets out on the edge, it's 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 going to be a long day for us, man. Like, you can't let these guys get north to south like that because they, they're going to hurt you. So the, Washington did a good job at that. The, what they do off of that, there's a lot, a lot of uh, creative play actions, but you need to keep uh, two guys back there, man. Two high, two high looks force them to pull that ball down and throw underneath, and then you have, you know, some success based on the fact that, you know, you have to chase and tackle, and I think we're a good pursuit chase and tackle team. But this is why I call it a motion sickness. If you can't see the uh, wording at the bottom of the screen, you see what, what what Washington is in, right? Right now they're in a two-high look. They look pretty good to defend this. You know, you have now a safety that that's over Tyreek Hill who's in the slot right there, and, uh, you know, it, it's good. It's, you know, three by one set. You know, they have that running back there, and, and this is a tell. When you see the running back the same side of a three by one set, 
you know, because usually they're opposite. But when you see him on that on the same side, there you know he's motioning, and they're usually going to use that motion to break or or force you to show your hand almost every time. So watch this motion here. There he goes. Now after the motion, you see Washington now has 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 changed their defense. You got single high safety, but that safety never cheats back to the middle of the field, and I don't know why. But he never cheats back to the middle of the field, and the safety that steps down into the box. I don't know if there's a communication issue between he and the line. I mean, him and the linebacker here, because the linebacker is guarding this tight end. He just didn't cheat over, but so is the safety. I don't know why you have Tyreek Hill in the slot and you double team a tight end. That didn't make. They, they're playing inside-out coverage or bracket coverage on the tight end, and I know they didn't call that. So I don't know why why they did that, <laughs> but. They pay for it because you see how far out that safety is. And uh, like I said, if you're reading this, it's already too late because <laughs> you give that type of space to Tyreek Hill and to it. He's not even going to think about it. He's going to take that shot every time he's going to take that shot. And he's right for doing so because he trusts Tyreek Hill. And then you're pressing on the line of scrimmage. So I know the communication wasn't there because there's no way that corner would have stayed that close to the line of scrimmage, not knowing that his safety just stepped down to guard the tight end. He thought he had safety help, and he didn't. And uh, that's what I mean by the motions will stress out. You cannot have miscommunication, bro. Yep. Here's that play that you just now pointed out. Let me go back to this. It's crazy that you had this play in there. But it's the same play. You know, they're going to motion that running back out, boom, hold the flat, and watch what they do to the nickel, right? So they're making him choose. If you hug the flat – you know, we're going to get behind you. Either way, you're held. And then they, they threw that slant right behind them. But Tight this time it was, to watch, it was the Weddle and not to uh, not to Tyreek. But you see that skinny post right behind them, you know. And uh, these are some of the – I call these screens because you'll see that those receivers – nobody's running a route except for Waddell on this play. So these are like long – I call them long developing screens because everybody's getting in position to block. You see that? Nobody is running a route other than Waddell. So that was a one-man route. They do these a lot. And Waddell is very good with yards after the catch. So is Tyreek Hill. They take turns doing these what I call like ISO plays. And uh, you'll see that a lot. Now Tyreek and he and, and uh, Tua have a great relationship because he's communicating with him now. He's they, mm -hmm. they have option routes built in, but he was communicating, telling them what he's going to do on this play. And you see post-snap, they got caught into a – they rolled into a single high look. And that, that uh, safety – was standing flat. I don't know why he took so long to get out of his pedal, but it was it was done. Like from the go, it was done. Off that motion, they're gonna kill you. He ate that. He ate up his cushion and was over. So you know the ways to beat this team is not to cover and and stop them deep. It's to get in the backfield and do stuff like this. Frustrate to it. You see his footwork. <laughs> mm -hmm. He got he, he ain't running nowhere, man. You gotta frustrate him and get him to pull that ball down, and uh, then you have an opportunity, you know, to beat them. Uh, and then you have to have elite communication. Watch KC's communication on this play. They're all looking at each other and checking, right? After the motion, that safety is now released. He's coming down to, to blitz. And it looks like they gave him a look that, that they want. It looks like single high, but it's not. It's not. Changing it's, the picture. Yeah, it's not. It's like because that corner on the opposite side, he's playing thirds. He just didn't have anybody release on that side. But you see he got Ooh, underneath. Pause that when you get a chance. Got you. Boom. You want me to go back? No, you're good. Just what what you just showed right there. They do a lot. They do this a lot. Um, two man routes. They'll kind of semi max protect, depending if it's a tight end over there. So that is a max protect. Go ahead. Yep, yep. that's essentially a max protect. I think. I don't think this tight end goes out. Let me see. Run it. It's running. 
Yep. So they'll do this two-man route thing. This was a great call by Spags, but hell of a god dang throw. Yeah. Great hell call by catch. Spags. But hell of a throw. Catch. They're making them earn it, though. Woo. You got to make them earn it, though. Like, yeah. And that was great communication. Same thing here. So this is the same thing. They they have it where they're, they're, they're happy to play too high. If you snap the ball right now, they're playing too high. As soon as you see those motions, they start talking. And now he's blitzing and they're rotating. And now they're going to still get that too high look, but that opposite corner is now going to have to roll up the field as that second deep, deep man. So they're playing man underneath that, that, uh, that safety is able to get over the top of that. And they're frustrating uh, McDaniels due to the fact that, yeah, you're changing things pre-snap, but they're changing as well. And they were rotating like uh, their, their coverage. And I think KC, as far as coverage is concerned, did the best I saw on film against this offense, even though, you know, they, they scored 14 points, but I just didn't, I didn't see a lot of uh, crisp timing routes. They were, they were having to, to, to really fit it in there. And I don't think he had over 200 yards that game either. That's like what you want to make him do, man. Like, like, again, you show the play where he got it, you know, he fit it in a yeah. tight window, yeah. you know, he'll thread the needle, but th this is where I would love, you know, Malik Hooker to be here. This is where I would love right. for, to see some awareness in the past game because you can get your hands yeah. on some of these balls and get interceptions. Oh, you can. He's going to give you opportunities. He's going to give you opportunities. Especially – but see, the, the thing that I, I didn't see, and and I, I maybe I just didn't watch the right game, I didn't see a team successfully play man against them. I didn't watch the Buffalo game. I didn't see a team successfully play man and get turnovers. The teams that were given to a problems as far as turnovers were zone-heavy teams where you're going to rotate, you're going to disguise things. We don't disguise anything. So no. I don't know how well we're going to – like I said, you, you never hear Koye talk like, well, I don't know about this, but I don't know how well <laughs> – That's facts. You usually have an answer. <laughs> you never hear me say that. But I'm like, I don't know how well, well we're going to – you know, because, because of how stubborn we are defensively and we stick to what we do, I don't know if we're going to change enough in a week to be able to confuse a guy that, you know, a team that's, you know, this polished when it comes to what they want to do, disguising things and moving things around. They they play three-card Monty with offense. We, we call it 4D chess. What I love yeah. about uh, both of our breakdowns, and is for like the first time I think ever this year, we actually broke down different games in both of the games we watched. So yeah, there's yeah. four total games. You said you didn't see man coverage, you know, do well. I didn't either. I, I studied yeah. the two games. I didn't see no man coverage. And then the game I studied earlier, which I wasn't really preparing for them, I was preparing for the Patriots. Yeah. Patriots was like, man, forget this. They took they, Gonzalez and they took him way back there. They started like, you with stand back there. They started yep. with it. You know, three yep. safeties. They played, like, uh, what do you call quarters coverage. Quarters coverage from up. the rip. It wasn't like we playing press bail. They was like, nah, mm -hmm. we're staying back. So no yep. team is really just rolling out man on you, which is pro yeah. probably explains why they, they're they so successful on the ground yeah. because they're getting light boxes. Um, yeah. And – this is going to have to be the return of what I call the edge defense, Akoya. You won't be able to see it, you know, through restream here, but if you look on um, on the show, the edge defense, E-D-G-E, -E, edge containment, the number one thing we talked about in regards to, uh, you, you know, the run game. They, they're going to test you on the edge. You, you need to make it funnel back to the middle. Hopefully our backers play a little bit better than they did last week. Disciplined defense, That that means from – the, the the eye level from the linebackers and obviously in the secondary too. You cannot, you absolutely cannot be undisciplined back there like the Washington football people were, where their safeties was falling asleep. Um, you 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 honestly, 
I'd rather you be 30 goddamn yards deep every single time yep. so you can have enough time we'll be chasing to chase tackle underneath. Yeah. You, you gotta be disciplined, man. If you're That's undisciplined, it. you're going to pay, and you may pay either it might be 15 yard gain, 20 yard gain, or 76 yard gain. That that's how right. explosive they are. G right. in the edge defense, gap integrity. Like yeah. you, you, we cannot have what happened, you know, earlier in the years against like Arizona. There was a few times it happened against uh, San Fran, where we're trying to jump into the wrong gaps and play a little bit of hero ball because we're frustrated because that's what they want. They want you to jump yeah. in the wrong gap so that they can get that pulling guard tackle or tight end at the second level with ease and your linebackers can't get downhill. And then the yep. biggest one here, because even if you do mess up, sometimes this will save you and it's effort. E yeah. for edge defense is effort. And I'm showing a picture right here. You see how many jerseys are around the ball carrier for the Raiders? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight jerseys are rallying to the ball carrier. I think they might have got like two or three yards. You absolutely have to do this when they like you have to. I know maybe, you know, play action might get you here and there. But when you see that ball is hitting the edge, I need I need eleven helmets, cowboy helmets running towards the ball, not half assing it, not, you know what, I'm gonna let D Law, you know. Cause you know, D Law made a play, Koye. Oh, a hell of a play. A, a, yeah, a couple of them, but you showcase one of them. Yeah. The first run of the game, D Law is playing yeah. on the opposite half. That wasn't his it play wasn't, to make. It wasn't his play to make. And he and he so we need that type of effort. And then you showed another play yeah. later in the game where he did the same damn thing. So yeah. edge defense, man. We're, we're gonna yeah. need all D-Law got all blocked on that play all he was all the way to the right of the screen. Him and Wanye. Wanye's deep. D Law got blocked all the way out of the screen. Well, not really blocked out, but he, he did his job. He set the edge. And he's the first man to the ball opposite side. I mean, he beat everybody interior and even Micah and everybody who was on the left side to the ball. I'm like, that's effort. We need that from everybody. Yeah, like you said, run around like your hair is on fire. Yeah. Because they run around like theirs is, so you better. 100%, man. And yeah. um, before before you know we move on, by the way, we're about to start hashtag Ask Akoya, so drop your questions in there. I, I mean, I really do love what you said when you talked about I would love to come into this, come out of this game pleasantly surprised of some wrinkles mm-hmm. because yeah. I don't know that I, that, I, that I'm, I'm trying to think here. You can you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't recall yeah. many games where I'm like, man, that was a hell of a wrinkle. I that do one. remember in the playoffs, though, they did yeah. that to um, Tom Brady. They oh, tripped yeah. Tom up a few different times, and it's like, man, if yeah. you can trip up the GOAT, you know, let, let's keep doing yeah. stuff like that. But obviously, different yeah. defense. But if I come out this game and and we're like, oh man, I didn't see this type of you know either you know, match zone zone blitz. We're sending Donovan Wilson or Jordan Lewis. Like we don't do that. Kansas City mm-hmm. blitzes their DBs. Maybe yeah, we, like, you know, we, I, we I don't blitz our nickels or we don't blitz safeties. We blitz. Well, we blitz curse every once in a while, but I don't really count that because he's like a will linebacker. Like a linebacker. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we don't we don't blitz those guys a lot. We don't really blitz generally a lot anyway. But the and the only wrinkle that I've ever seen us do this season is like some games you might see Micah Parsons in the A gap for a game, like the Carolina game, stuff like that. But um outside of that, there's not a lot of there's wrinkles up front, but nothing on the back end. The back end is like we cover fair. one, cover three, man. It's That's gonna be fair. cover one, it's gonna be cover three. You know what you're getting. It's cover one or cover three. That's it. Oh, uh, okay, you want a wrinkle? Play off. This is play the on. <laughs> Press or not? That's it. This <laughs> How is, you want it? This is the new. Ring. You want it pressed, increased, or you want it like you want it loose? Like, which one? That's it. <laughs> That's it. I don't even want to call it a wrinkle because we we seen it in in training camp. They were practicing this or whatever. 
they they it start off with LVE. We're gonna put LVE on the edge, you know, and make it look like a five man down look. And now is is Demone Clark. And you you ran a play where it's like, why is he here? Because because he's right. not doing linebacker things, you know, right. you know, as this kind of outside linebacker making it a four or five man front. It didn't make any sense. So that's the new wrinkle, but it's not a wrinkle anymore because teams see right. this and they like we're not right. afraid of you putting Demone Clark on the edge if you're not gonna blitz him. It it, right. it makes no sense. So. Yeah, You're standing them over there to get hit. So like, no. Indeed, man. Indeed. Um, <laughs> I thought we had a real question here. A Ron talking about put some money. All right, man. Come on, let's get hashtag Koya questions up in here. <laughs> Mel said it sounds like Rashard defense. Rashard focused on a lot of coverage. He was and he was yeah, like Rashard, Rashard, Rashard was more had some wrinkles though. He was more coverage. Three. Rashard, Rashard would do stuff like he took. Um, I remember that Saints game. He took J. Lou. He said, you're going to cover um, Kamara. And I'm like, oh, that was yeah. different. You know, so we would do that sometimes with Sharp, but he, brought, he was a stubborn one, too. He brought the Seattle defense, like, almost, this is what we, we doing, the same damn thing we did in same, Seattle. Everything. Dan yeah. is like, we're not doing anything we did in Seattle. He, <laughs> no. he for three yeah, years You like Seattle? You like the LOB? Yeah, you're not going to see any of that here. No. Yeah, <laughs> did you like Atlanta? Yeah, we liked Atlanta. You're not going to see any of that here. You like <laughs> traditional linebackers like we had in Atlanta, like uh, Deion Jones and Aloku? Yeah, or, or whatever his name is. Uh, they had Campbell, Devondre Campbell. Yeah, they had real linebackers. Yeah. Like, you're not going to see any of that here. We're going to use safeties. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. come on. He, he got here, <laughs> and, and you know, and he tried to he get, he got a little cute with it. It's like um, going to a concert. Like, you like my catalog? Yeah, we love your catalog. Go play a new shit. Go play the new shit. Go play my mixtape. Oh, <laughs> uh, we well, you know, can't trade a bar, man. Uh, everybody asking about... Uh, Okay, okay, we'll do this one. Uh, George Smith, ask a court, hashtag ask a court. How did Mozzie and Carl Davis look on film to you? To be honest, right, a, a lot of people criticized them, but uh, I like what Davis did. Um, I like – Mozzie did well, too. Mozzie had his reps. I mean, he ran 49 times. He made about three or four plays that I say. It was like, okay, Mozzie did a good job here. But, you know, that's that's per, per, the, uh, per the usual, I guess. And then um, same thing with uh, Davis. I think he did a good job as well, but – we weren't getting, they weren't getting, when I say good job, I don't mean they're getting splash plays and getting upfield. They're holding up blocks and they're, freeing you up know, the they're, they're, yes, they're freeing up the backers and maintaining uh, their position at the line of scrimmage. They did a good job at that. Um, I think if you want to say outliers as far as the defensive line, D-Law we mentioned, uh, Chauncey was a, was a hell of a, a problem. Uh, Osa did, you know, he, you know, Osa, I think they figured out Osa. Like, you get two two guys on Osa, you can get some push there because he's only 285. Chauncey's only 285, too, but Chauncey's just a bigger frame, 285. Like, he's he's a lot like uh, David Irving. He's a tall guy. He, he put hand. on some weight, too, a couple years ago yeah. to, to oh, take so he on. He may be a little heavier than that, then. So, who knows? No, I think you're about but, right, uh, but he was 264 coming in his rookie year, and yeah. he said he put on oh, some then, weight. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's about in 280, 290 now, solid mm-hmm. though. But Chauncey did a great job. I think that if there was, like I said, the, the gap was the linebackers to me. So I think the defensive line across the board did okay. Even Nev made some plays where I said, okay, you know, we could have made some plays based off of what they were doing. It's just when your defensive line gives you the oop as a linebacker, meaning like, okay, Golly. I'm going to cut, it. I'm going to stop his feet. You got to oop it. Blow him up. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing that. You saw what I just showed in the KC film. It's like, okay, they threw the oop to, to that middle linebacker and say, all right, we're, we're funneling. We're funneling everything to you. You got to make that tackle. You got to make that play. And when they when our uh, linebackers were asked to do that, they weren't able to. So I think the main problem was the linebacker play, 
not the defensive line or the secondary. Those guys did okay. The linebackers weren't doing great. Couple questions uh, about the same same question from CT Madhead and Kurt Bowler, um, and, and I'll touch on this one as well. Can, basically, can Sam Williams play some backer? And mm. for me, that I'm gonna say no. Uh, at least not not you can't just do it now. I mean, it's way too late to try to do that. And if we're here for a couple reasons, first of all, it, the linebacker duties kind of mirrored like tight ends in the sense of you got to be able to do a whole bunch of different things. Right, like tight ends got to be able to block on the inside. They got to be able to split outside. They got to be able to uh, run routes well. They got to be tough. They got to take on defensive ends, defensive tackles, and linebackers. Linebackers have to be able to cover. They have to be able to diagnose. They have to be able to, obviously, like I said, read and diagnose. Come downhill. Um, You know, it's not just about the physical presence and and the style and the speed and things like that. And no offense to Sam Williams. I don't think he has it from the neck up at this current no. stage of his career no. to be able to handle all the responsibilities that, that, that the linebacker position entails. He's never done it. Um, he's an undisciplined player, and um, he probably just needs to be a player going forward right now on the edge until – I don't even know if he's ever – I mean, I know this is just a hypothetical question. I don't, I don't think right. he's ever going to be a linebacker, but it's just no. way too much. It would take like a year and a half of training for him to even remotely be ready for that. Yeah, Sam Williams is a guy that uh... – you know, when you watch him in Ole Miss, he's a freak. You know, he was a two-gapping yeah. guy that still got 11 and a half sacks, you know, and that was that was crazy uh, because they were only playing with three down linemen. So for him to be doing that, you know, and taking on double teams, and he was pretty good at stopping the run from there too. Um, I think you leave Sam Williams where he is and let him develop. I think what Sam Williams needs, though, he doesn't need less, less reps because he's wild. He's one of those guys, you know, you ever seen that kid that's, that's so – bad you got to make them like the teacher's pet so you can watch them they call he's they the call guy. it a, a ts is a tss when they give him yeah, like one of those little, yeah they yeah. give him a tss my brother yeah. had one of those they come over yeah. to the crib on a saturday and hey, we go mini golfing just to keep your son out of trouble <laughs> we need to keep him busy sam yeah. you need him playing more not less because of his wild nature love you bro because i think the reps are going to get his to get that out of him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, he's not a linebacker. And then agility plays into linebacker play as well. Like Twitchiness. Michael Parsons is agile. Yeah. Sam is not. But the the argument about rotating different guys at linebacker to me, it makes less sense when you like I said, I said this on Twitter and I'll say it real quick. You got two top twenty, top what sixteen uh, picks at linebacker right now that don't play linebacker. That's the biggest problem. That's Micah Parsons and Evans. Mm. And then when you talk about the pass rush issue, if Micah is not at, you know, the edge, you have a first round talent. That's a 10 sack guy. If you let him play in Fowler, he's a first round talent. And Sam Williams is a first round talent, too. If he didn't get in trouble, he wouldn't have been in the second round. So you have four for you can start. Those are your starters. You can start four first round talent pass rushers. I mean, four first round talent. Been a linebacker and pass rusher. If you if you took that rotation, the way we're doing it now is a log jam, and you're keeping guys off the field. You know what I mean? Those guys are no longer on the field because of that. You know, so I mean, that's the issue in my opinion, my humble opinion. But that's the issue. We have linebackers that are first round talents that went before some good linebackers that are in the league right now. Everybody says we miss LVE. Rashawn Evans is better than LVE, man. And he's better than the other two guys that we have playing linebacker as well. They're playing, they're, they're doing a commendable job trying to learn the position, but they are not Rashawn Evans. 
and they never have been in this league thus far, right? Last year he had 159 tackles. It wasn't he wasn't injured. He played 17 games. So there's nothing wrong with Rashawn Evans at all, other than the fact that we won't put him on the field. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would love to see it. I, I don't know if this if this would be the game. It'd be interesting because the, the way they attack. I, I don't know, man. Maybe, We're, maybe not. This might not be a game for him. You might be right on this game because I mean I don't know. We talk like he run a four eight. He like, he, he's <laughs> fast enough. <laughs> he's faster than LV, and LV it's, will be on the field in this game. You it's know a tricky so, game because you you, you still have to defend the run. Remember yeah. I talked about rallying. Like you still got to defend yeah. the run. Uh, my guy brother L asked um, asked hash asked Koya based on how the Bills played against Miami. Do we have the personnel to replicate that? That was the number one. The other one was. You know, why is the Aikman jersey backwards, but not on your solo show? Um, so I think, it is. yeah, I think it's the it's the mirrored camera or the, the webcam is it's it's flipped. So I think uh, somewhere, uh, yeah, I think it's um, restream. I think you have to like flip it back or some weird stuff. Um, I, me personally, I don't like to go back and watch a game from week four because right. everything is just so different. So like. It's really hard to go back and look at a game from that far back earlier in the season where, you know, Buffalo had Matt Milano still there, right? They, it was an, an all-pro middle linebacker. Um, and then on the right. other side of the ball, Jalen Ramsey wasn't available yet. You know, Vic Fangio still getting accustomed to it. It's just really hard to, to really judge that game based off what they're doing now, who they have now, and things like that. So, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to go back and look at that one there. We, and we we don't play we don't play defense like Buffalo. They're Buffalo zone defense. Up, yeah, they play they play cover four. They're one of the few teams in the league that run cover four. You know, a lot of teams. Some people don't even know what cover four is. That's how rare you see it. You don't see a lot of cover four, and they do it well. So uh, Carolina plays cover four, or at least they played us in cover four. And so they did Buffalo. a good job at it too. Yeah, they very good. So um, I don't think we can do what Buffalo did to slow them down or what Casey did. Like I said, the, the teams that I saw that slowed them down are zone teams. I haven't seen a man game, a game where, where a team wants to play man the way we do um, deal with them. You know, you've got to realize that offense in, C, in, in uh, San Fran was developed to deal with teams that play cover one because that AFC, the NFC West, that's what they play a lot of defensively over there, cover one and cover three especially Seattle. So they were built to beat Seattle and their offense in Miami traveled there and they're built to beat cover one and cover three. And that's what we play. So I don't see, I haven't seen a team that plays cover one or cover three deal with them because they're designed to beat that. So <laughs> no, are the Rams. They're no. designed to beat cover one and cover three. Y'all so wrong in here, man. When did Dan Quinn become Dan Nolan? Um, oh, no, 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 he's not Dan Nolan. <laughs> what is Mike McCarthy go to hold Dan Quinn accountable? I mean, what kind of question is Yeah, what kind of question is that, man? You don't, what do you want him to come yeah, on TV? Yeah, you don't come yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't he's throw your guys under the bus in public, man. You 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 talk, you know, you talk to him. You know, I was watching the show Billions, man, and uh, I forget the dude's name. His son did something wrong, right? And he asked his, and he defended his son. In, in private, right, or in public, which really wasn't public, but in front of the, the, the principal or what have you, he's defending his son right there, and his son is like, oh, so dad, I didn't mess up? He's like, no, you fucked up, but you're, we're family. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, make you look bad in public. I'll discipline you in right. private, tell you what you did wrong, what you need to do to be corrected. Dan right. would be, a, or Mike would be a fool to come out publicly and be like, yeah, Dan Quinn, you trash, or something crazy like yeah. that, so... 
you know, you thing. you correct him in in private, man. You try to figure this right. thing out. Plus, Dan doesn't Dan Quinn been around, Super Bowl yeah. champion. You know, he's he, he know he know he screwed the pooch. Yeah, he, he should be able yeah. to correct the damn so. Uh, you yeah. would hope so at least. Yeah. Um, the the main one of the main questions. I mean, you do you you should probably chop up all the videos you do about this. And I'm I'm being a little instigator here. Somebody asked a question about why is Mike not playing like linebacker, right? And you've been talking about this forever. And I had to kind of come to your defense a little bit yesterday. And really yeah. minds and other people that say, hey, we, we kind of want to see Michael do more of it. Because it, it seems to be this whole little he-he, ki-ki-ki shit on Twitter about Michael mm-hmm. playing linebacker as if we don't we haven't seen evidence that he can do it well. Yeah. And yeah. I just don't get it. You see the guy talk about some. Where's the film? I said, what? Yeah, yeah my he man. Said, you was, watch the he film. said you need to watch the film, and I had to kind of chime in. I said, when people say Okoye needs to watch film, it's hilarious to me. Yeah, like, he has three-hour videos on YouTube breaking down. He'll spend twenty minutes on a play. What are you talking about? Yeah, on one play. <laughs> anyway, man, Michael Parsons at linebacker. I don't know how you can keep doing this, but if you got any more in you. Ah oh, man, uh, I do because I want. I feel like you know we 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 got to get it trending. That's the thing. I, I'm trying to get uh, Emmanuel Acho to start talking about it like ASAP. Like start asking the question so that somebody can start answering it. Because uh, at the end of the day, you got to look at it like this, man. Michael Parsons is going to like so. So we can't be so knee jerk as far as the coaches. So give Dan Quinn some some grace. Sure, you know we can't be so knee jerk, and you can't be so knee jerk when it comes to the players. And I think that's part of the problem. Because Michael Parsons has been spent so much time in the defensive end room, spent so much time on the edge, and and so little time doing the things he did as a rookie right. as a linebacker, yep. right? Because of LVE, really, you know, if LVE had not been here, Michael would have been forced to play linebacker and learn his position. He hasn't learned the position mm-hmm. fully, so there will be some hiccups if you have him playing off ball. And to me, I'm okay with the growing pains. I think what's happening is they are we're winning and they're like, hey, we don't want to screw it up because we don't we don't want to basically spend half the season letting him learn the position, you know, all over and, again, essentially. Yeah. So that's really what I think is keeping him on the edge. But that's why I say guys like Evans being here who have played the position, who can kind of communicate for him and communicate with him to the point where he gets up to speed. I think Micah can definitely do it. And instinctively, he has no problem with it. Why Dan Quinn doesn't do it is beyond me because um, if you have enough patience to watch a safety do it wrong for half a season and take that experiment and you watch a, a, a guy like Clark who's doing okay for most of the season, you have patience with that and you have patience with LVE. I feel like you should, you should be able to have the same amount of patience with Micah as he, as he adjusts to the position. And um, I think that if you put him in the middle, like I said, you get two pass rushers on the field at any given time, they get more tick. And he's still on the field with them. Um, and you're also funneling all of your run traffic to him. So I think you make Micah a force at middle linebacker, especially if you put another anchor like an Evans right next to him. I don't want to, I don't think a team wants to see us uh, as far yeah. as like, yeah, stopping their run, stopping anything. We can stop anything from that front, especially if you want to stay with that nickel package. You still you only need two linebackers if you got, if those are your two linebackers, you're only going to need two. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's, that's what I think. Yeah, I, I think we we, we kind of, or they, whatever, narrow down the conversation and, and they don't open it up like you just did. Like, you, you addressed the negative portion of it, right? Like, he spends so much time in, as a DE. Yes, 
it, it's not going to be, I call it the clickability, right? The ability to see it click and go. It might take some time for Micah. That doesn't mean he cannot do it. It's just that, hey, I've been playing Edge, 780 snaps, and I've been playing box snaps like it says 80 times in, 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 in his numbers. But really, how many of those are really linebacker? 40 maybe? Tops? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. yeah, it's going to take some time. But we're not talking about, no offense, Sam Williams here. We're talking about Micah. And I had to yeah. defend Micah's uh, football IQ coming out because I'm like, I don't know what y'all talking about. This, this this kid picked up a totally new position in college and became an all-pro in college at it, right? Like all-world to get drafted at it. And people picked him proud at him. And I, I was like, again, I don't know what y'all talking about. If you get him in here, get him in the right position, Mike Parsons is going to be a playmaker for you. Yes, he Michael switched Parsons a little bit to defense so and Okoye, but he he's made smart. a lot of plays at linebacker. Yeah. No, he's smart. like, And he's, he's instinctive, too, so... A guy who wants to make every tackle, of course, he's going to be out of position, but it's not because he's not understanding what's going on. Like, you remember in the Minnesota game where oh, yeah. LVE's guy is the guy in the flat. Micah's in the – he's opposite side. He sees it. He darts past LVE to the ball. Was that his man? No, no. But he's so instinctive, he knows what's going on, and he doesn't hesitate, so he's going to go get it. You know, so sometimes that, that will, if you can show him something that gets him to react, too fast, too soon. Yeah, you can you can sneak behind him and do some things, but that's gonna that's the only thing I see uh, in Micah that's that that would not have to change if he plays middle linebacker. He would have to understand how teams are trying to trick him, and once he gets the reps, he'll know. You know, that's yeah. all. And I'll say this: um, what what may be in our favor, and we'll see here, right? Because he's gonna be playing Detroit next week. What may be in our favor is that potentially you may potentially only see one one team that can really run at you like that and that team you've actually had actually have had success against Christian McCaffrey I'm talking about San Francisco you've had success against Christian McCaffrey when he was not playing linebacker although I know it's gonna sound crazy quick LVE was in the game in those two games but but I'm just saying uh but you did have some success against it um whereas maybe you'll see Detroit in the playoffs and we'll see how they play because Mike is not going to play linebacker this year but Maybe maybe you'll have some success. We'll see when we get there. But if you don't see Detroit, you're not going to see Buffalo. You're not going to see Miami. You're not going to see any of these AFC teams. It's going to come down to, in my opinion, one team that can do those things to you, and, and that's San Francisco. The Rams are a wild card. I will give you that. They're a wild card. Kyron Williams is back. They, they run really well with Kyron Williams. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think McVay has it in them to just keep running. I don't think Matt Stafford has it in them either. So Detroit will run right at you, though. Detroit will. That's why I said, if you don't see Detroit in the playoffs, and we'll see what happens with Detroit, right? Like, maybe you you run up against Detroit and you have success. Um, This version of Detroit. Cowboys beat Mm. Detroit last year. Mm. Great. When they were like 1-8 or something weird. Something weird. I don't know what they were. And then they figured themselves out. Uh, but this version of Detroit's different. They're top three rushing team. They they got two dynamic backs, uh, good play action team. But we'll, we'll break them down next week. Um, but anyway, San Fran seems to be the one team that you may see in the playoffs in the NFC that runs the ball, and you've kind of had some decent success against them in the last two meetings against Christian McCaffrey. So right. maybe they look at it as yeah, we're not going to panic. You're not going to put him in the middle. Put Clark and Evans, Evans. in the middle, and I'm fine with that. I'm okay with Clark and Evans. I just don't want Bell being the guy, you Fair know, the tech that we're asking to bring the hammer. And and then on third downs, Bell should be out there. Or you put Bell in the position that you ha- you currently have Kirsten, and I'm not half as mad if it's Clark, 
Evans and Bell. I would love to as see our Bell linebackers. Curse, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. So yeah, Bell can definitely play will linebacker for the for us and cover some tight end and do some things like that, like Curse is doing. But I don't like it the way him being our middle linebacker is not the answer to this to uh, to long term success in the playoffs. There you go. Well, you saw what they were able to do, and they they're going to target him, and it's, it's not going to go well. Once they watch the film of the Bills game, they're going to be looking for Bell the rest of the season. I already know that. Long term, I would much rather him take over the um, curse role. Because yeah. it's, it's not like, like Bell's talented. We're not talking about you know, Bell not having a role That's in his team. I didn't want to do the film. I was like, I don't want to do this to Bell because it's not about Bell. It's really yeah. not. It's about how you're using Bell. It's no different if like really when you when you look when I look at Micah on the edge, Micah does some things on the edge that I don't like, but he's not DA. He's not Sam Williams doing that. He's Micah Parsons. He's not in position. He's not a defensive end to me. When he, when you watch um Watch uh, D-Law get rid of a blocker and set the edge and make the tackle. You very rarely see Micah just get rid of a guy, not run around him, but, I mean, just get rid of a guy and just, I'm here. I'm going to make the tackle. That's not how he stops the run. He stops the run from linebacker. But uh, other guys, like traditional defensive ends, can do that. They do that more so. So if they're not doing it, that's when I criticize, like, a guy like D.A. for jumping into the B-gap. Even D-Law when he used to do it, because you don't have to. You guys can shed that and break down and stop the run the right way. Micah is not that guy. So when I see guys, when I see teams run at him or they pin him inside, I'm like, he's not a, he doesn't, that's not how you traditionally stop the run in college. That's not how he stopped the run when he stopped the run for us here in this, and in, in, on the Cowboys. So it's like, um, I know why he has growing pains on the outside stopping the run. Yeah. That's why I don't talk about it. And for, and for those who may have this assumption that, oh, Micah doesn't want to do this or that, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you right oh, yeah. now, I, I, you're wrong. Mike, Micah doesn't want to be pigeonholed in one spot. Now, he's yeah. going to be a team player. I know that people might get upset because he has a podcast and he may voice his frustrations or you might see him on the sideline. He'll be he'll do what the coaches are telling him to do. But right. but he does not want to be pigeonholed. Um, but if, that's, that's if, how they're using him, so he's going to rock. If you're going to put him on the outside and you want him standing up outside no matter what, then you have to play 3-4. That's what I said. Right, right. You then have to move, you like can a, move as him a around when yeah. you want, but he yeah. can stay outside for the most part. And he's not dealing with a tackle most of the time. He's dealing with a tight end because that that four tech is kind of shading the inside of that tackle shoulder. And he's dealing with the tackle. So then Mike now gets more sacks. He can move around more. He, he can use his athleticism a lot more. He doesn't have to be as stout. You know what I mean? So if you want him to do that, then you got to play three, four, in my opinion. You know, so... I don't, I don't have a problem with what Mike is doing. And as far as him wanting to move around, the best game anybody in, and I'll, I'll challenge anybody to pull up the film because I watched every game so many times of him uh, doing well that I want to see it. But uh, if you can show me a game that's better than the Minnesota game his rookie year where he played everywhere, linebacker, edge, you know, but mainly linebacker, that's the best game I've ever seen Michael Parsons in. He had sacks. He had pass breakups. He was tackling them. He was guarding Dav, uh, Del, Davin Cook or Delvin, Devin, what's his name? Delvin Cook? Dalvin Cook. Davin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Mm. He was guarding Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. He was guarding Connor out of the backfield, breaking up passes and tackling the flat, breaking up screen passes. 